0: Buckle
1: up your pant legs, zip up your hats, and take off your shirts to represent just how fragile your hearts are. It's time for Sounds About Light, a podcast finally about Kingdom Hearts, birth by sleep. I'm Sam. And I'm Mr. Aqua. (laughs) Oh, no. We lost you. Well, you know, we talked about how um, it's, you know, people are just a little bit weird about Aqua. And I thought I'm like a normal guy, and I'll play this game, and I'll be fine. He said, I will never be a weird, horny anime simp. But I forgot I was a gamer, and so oh, geez. I played a little bit of Birth By Sleep, and now Aqua's my wife. Oh, fuck. I, You know what? I actually did. I did catch up on the stream. I missed it. Uh, I was, weirdly enough, I was at a concert for the first time in like oh. f- five, five, six years, uh, but I did, I did get home at like 1230 and I immediately <laughs> logged onto Twitch and watched your VOD. That's not true, but I did watch it later. Okay. Uh, I was really happy to see how much you liked the command board. Yeah. The command board. Well, it's nice because the command board is one of those places I could spend time with my wife, Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> even if you're not playing as her, even if I'm not playing as her, we can still spend some time together. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're planning on playing the whole game. I I doubt you're planning on playing it all while we do this season of the podcast. No, no. But I yeah. Something you need to understand about Birth by Sleep that's gonna make it make a lot more sense as you go is it was a multiplayer game, kind uh, of. Oh, so when you when you get to the racing mini game and the Mario Party mini game, and you say, "What the fuck are these doing here?" That's what they're doing here. So. Uh, was, this a, was this a Vita game or a PSP game? This was a PSP game. So could you like link up two PSPs and play together? Yes. There were actually you will you'll have gotten the first D link, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I the can idea of the D-link is that you would make your own where you would pick like all of your coolest, best commands. Oh. And then your like your PSP friends could like play as you was kind of the idea. They could be like, I'm going to I'm going to connect to Drew and see what cool powers he has for me. That's nonsense. No one had PSP friends. <laughs> I mean, I I in I can't remember when I bought my PSP. I think I legitimately saved up for it in high school yeah. and bought the PSP for this game. <laughs> it was the only PSP game I ever owned. I have no idea where my PSP ended up. Uh but I I did play Birth by Sleep. I was way late and nobody was playing it. So <laughs> I never experienced any multiplayer stuff. Yeah, and and I always forget that like I think PSP sold a lot more in Japan. So I'm mm. sure there were people doing stuff, but maybe I don't um, know. That's not the craziest console. I I literally at one point bought a PlayStation TV so I could play Persona Persona Four Golden, and then I never beat it. So oh man,
0: and I still have that,
1: I still have that PlayStation TV. So that what the fuck? Yeah, Golden is so good. Yeah, um, yeah. So anytime you're playing this game or watching the cutscenes, whatever it might be, and you think what the hell is that? Just assume it's because they there used to be multiplayer and now there isn't. That's why Ventus got really small. Because there was multiplayer, but it doesn't make any sense anymore. What? Why would multiplayer? Well, I guess we'll talk about it. It was just a little joke. Oh, okay, okay. It was just. A, it was like like what if the story was because multiplayer? Mm. It was just. It was just a little joke. Forget about it. Okay. Why? Why? Hey, why was Ventus not wearing a shirt? There used to be multiplayer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. I well. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Let's get into why Ventus. Yeah, let's get work. into yeah. it. Uh like how I, I, I get into my I wife
0: then had... Aqua. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh right. Uh yeah, you're not normal again, are you? No, no no no. I'm How long are you gonna t- uh keep that bit going, the whole the whole podcast? I'm not I'm, what do you mean? What bit? Aqua oh, okay. Aqua's my wife and Mickey Mouse told me he was gonna kill me because he wants to marry <laughs> Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> well you did tell me ahead of time that if I didn't like the bit we could start over. Does that include when we're like 45 minutes in and you still won't stop talking about it? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, nothing. Okay. Um, I don't think I had anything to say about the uh, simple and clean intro. D- did you? I don't think I had any notes on it. I like the remix. Yeah, I mean, it's the same remix that they used for Kingdom Hearts 1. Right, but it still sounds good. And the, yeah, it's good. The music video is fun. It, yeah. It's basically the secret movie, chopped and screwed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You better get excited to see a whole lot of that battle because they use it as a secret movie. In two, we see it happen in this game. It's the intro to the game. We're gonna see it three times <laughs> because we'll see it with each character. I, yeah, I assume we're gonna play it at some point. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh. But we begin the game on. The old Destiny Islands, where we see a mysterious boy we've never seen before. It kind of appears to be a uh, partially nude Roxas. Oh, before that. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the he's got silver hair. Right. He says the world is too small. That yes, 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 yes. Yes or no? Do you know who this is? The guy with silver hair who said the world is too small. Yeah. Um, I thought maybe it might be a a baby Xehanort, but I don't know. Maybe. Uh, did you recognize his voice? Well, I recognized, oh, oh, I'm trying to, I'm, hmm, I did recognize my good friend Spock. Is that who you're talking about, or no? (laughs) Oh, man, I can't wait for him to show up very shortly. Okay. No, uh, the mysterious silver-haired boy is voiced by David Gallagher, who is Riku. I got it, okay. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, I don't think, because he will get recast next time he shows up. Okay, got it cool but yeah i was really surprised to hear riku's voice come out of his mouth <laughs> yeah okay okay yeah now i'm remembering Cause for a minute i was like oh are we just getting riku's speech again about how he wants to get out of destiny islands but, i guess it is because po- we see him from behind i guess it is possible that that was meant to be like a parallel and that we were literally hearing riku's voice but mm. there's obviously a lot of parallels being built here Oh, boy. Birth by Sleep, a game of parallels. They can't get enough of the damn things. Yeah. Although one parallel I have noticed that is different is that my wife, Aqua, gets to do things <laughs> and Kyrie doesn't get to do anything. Right. Aqua has very little in common with Kyrie in that sense. Yes. No, I think that honestly, the there are parallels, but the character, there's not that much overlap, you know? No, yeah, they're, they. I guess it's like. I mean, it's mostly just that I feel like Ventus and Terra have similar motivations. It would appear, and then Aqua's kind of her own thing. Yeah, we transition from the mysterious silver-haired boy looking out across the water to a mysterious black-coated man looking out across the water, who could, carrying who could a this be? carrying a body bag. <laughs> basically, it's kind of it's like a it's a wet blanket with a with a figure inside. <laughs> A figure who looks an awful lot like Roxas, but in a coma Mm -hmm. and without a shirt on. Uh, And we get our first dialogue from Black Coat Man. And boy, do I love to hear this voice. He has a hell of a voice. It's the voice we've been trying so hard to imitate at the end of every episode. (laughs) Donald Duck. That's right. Donald an empty D-
2: world, like a prison.
1: I can't fucking do it at all. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yes. This is this is Master Zaynort, voiced by the late great Leonard Nimoy. It's really cool they got him to do this. Yeah, I I love his voice in this game. There, you see,
0: an empty world,
1: like
2: a prison. I imagine you will be right in a.
1: It's a it's a real shame. He did he did pass away. We don't get him forever. This is a well uh a well established thing with Xehanort in these games is that they keep casting very old men to voice him and then they pass away. We are on our third Xehanort voice actor at this point. Was was Nemoy around for three? No, he's in Dream Drop Distance though. Oh, okay. Ah, that's really too bad. I mean, yeah. I'm hoping they, like, lay off the Xehanort at some point, but... We're all hoping that. Uh, <laughs> but yes, Xehanort brings this Roxas-looking boy, who I'll just say right now, he is Ventus. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to keep calling him the Roxas-looking boy. He brings Ventus to the Destiny Islands, and he puts him on Sora's sitting tree. And then we go into the the old dive to the heart, but ventus's heart is all fucked up. Yeah, it's like partially broke. The disc is broken and there's no stained glass at all. There's no stained glass. It's just like a big hunk of white platform with a huge chunk taken out of it. Mm-hmm. But we we get one of the classic kingdom hearts voices that we can't hear and it says uh, what does it say? I'm a I'm a new heart. I'm a brand new heart. So it's I followed your light. Some baby's heart came here. It's a little baby. Mhm. And it speaks perfect English, but no voice. The heart, every heart speaks English. <laughs> oh, oh no, I'm I'm coming out as a certain kind of guy in this episode, I suppose. <laughs> as we so often facetiously do on this podcast. Sure, that's true. Uh, but the little baby boy, I mean, the little baby, who could it possibly be? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to assume this is Sora... It's, I think we have all the clues that this is Sora. It's the only thing that really makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't quite understand what's going on here, the fact that this boy looks exactly like Roxas, I think, is a massive clue that this is a little baby Sora. Yeah, and there's the stuff where it's like Zigbar looked at Roxas that one time and he looked like Ventus and yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of clues. Yes, the the time that he it was it was actually Shion. Oh, you're right, it was Shion who had Roxas' powers. End. Why is it that when I look at you, I see his face? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He also said, um, "I can't remember who he said this to. He might have said it to." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it to Sora when, when Sora met all the organization members standing on the wall. It was mm-hmm. the first time Sora met Zigbar, and he said, "He used to give me the exact same look." <laughs> so I guess Zigbar's always been a weirdo. <laughs> Zigbar's always been a weirdo, but also we're gonna find that he's got some connection with Ventus over the course of this game. What is it? We'll see. Probably not too far off. Okay. The the thing about this game is that each character their story sometimes individually not super substantial, you'll find. Hmm. But that's fine. It's good ish. <laughs> so little baby Sora connects his heart to Ventus's which I I suspect might have some far-reaching consequences one would think one would think and Ventus's heart restores the stained glass reappears uh and does what, what does Sora's heart say he says um now nothing else will slip away and one day you'll be strong enough to win back the part that already did uh, and then they, they say in unison something about needing to open the door, mm-hmm. more <laughs> incredibly important stuff about opening doors. Yeah, and it'll be some door that we don't even notice as the door later. I've got a few points of interest on uh, Ventus's, I think it's called the Station of Awakening is the stained glass. Um, he's got a keyblade. Mm-hmm. There are seven star-shaped symbols that resemble Kyrie's famous charm. Yes and there is a rocky desert background that resembles where people will have been <laughs> severely owned by lingering will <laughs> right and around the border i don't know if you were if you were looking at this but there was a there was a bunch of symbols that kind of look like the nobody symbol but a little bit different kind of heart looking i didn't notice that but Okay. You'll you'll if you keep an eye out, you'll see them in a lot of places. Uh, all of the playable characters have one on their clothes in this game. Uh I think uh their master Ericus has one. Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll see that symbol around a lot from now on, but uh I I don't think that I personally have found a very clear through line on what it means, but it seems to be associated with like pre-kingdom hearts one keyblade wielders just generally is that kind of like the symbol that's is is it kind of in their armor like when they hit it and turn it into a into a like no i think it's usually like on their belts okay i want to say okay um but yeah you'll you'll see it when you look for it okay um so yeah back back on the island back in the real world uh ventus summons his keyblade he's he's kind of still unconscious he seems to just sort of be doing this on instinct and he pulls his keyblade out and he fires a light into the sky and old man xehanort smiles mysteriously and then uh ventus opens his eyes and we skip ahead in time ventus is in his bedroom there was a little easter egg i don't know if you caught that there's a book on his bookshelf labeled ultimania (laughs) I did see that, yeah. <laughs> this kid's a big Final Fantasy nerd, I guess. I did want to say so so you're saying that this is definitely chronological because I thought that I was like is this after all the action? Are we are we flashing forward and then flashing back? Oh, yeah, I yeah we'll we'll get a little bit more into the chronology the, of it the letter i suppose from xehanort to ericus kind of makes it i guess it would make it more clear that this is actually chronologically before the rest of right the right because yeah. we we do learn from that letter that at some point xehanort brought ventus here yeah and said like here's here's a boy he's all fucked up bye <laughs> yeah it's like sorry i did that <laughs> i love his letter and i look forward to talking about it yeah so, yeah, uh, Ventus wakes up in bed with his damn shoes on. Not a fan of that. Never have been. Never will be. No. I got a lot. I got enough of that on The Secret Life of the American Teenager. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just watching uh, my friend Croy was streaming the cutscenes from Union Cross, the mobile game. And there was a scene where a character was in bed, and they actually did put the character's shoes on the floor next to the bed. And I was like, "Thank you, thank you, Union Cross." I mean, video games just generally—they're on top of the covers because it's too hard. Yeah, unless it's de- unless it's Deadly Premonition, or you know what? In Kingdom Hearts Two, we did see Roxas's like uh, pajamas, and he did have his bare feet. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ventus wakes up, and he sees a meteor shower, and he runs outside. We get a logo for this world, and it's called the Land of Departure. Yeah, we haven't seen this before, I don't- I don't believe. Yes, this is an entirely new world to us. Okay. Uh, so Ventus goes outside, he's like lying on the grass watching the meteor shower, and he's thinking, why does this look so familiar? This is also kind of a clue of the chronology, because what that is- I don't know if you quite put that together, but he's- He's kind of vaguely remembering that night on the Destiny Islands where he fired the light into the air. That makes sense. And I was wondering if these meteors are the, are, are gummy blocks or if they're just meteors. That's a good question. I think that this is just a genuine meteor shower because okay. I think I think that there's some mention somewhere else of another meteor shower happening here. Yeah, I'll... I don't really know though, because there's no heartless. I was to say, yeah, this we... is pre-heartless. This is yeah, we haven't seen any heartless in this game. <laughs> sure. What? <laughs> I mean, I know they're unversed. I-, I guess they seem a lot like heartless, but uh, I guess I'll find out more later. Yeah, I guess you will. We'll talk about those shortly. Um, <laughs> so, speaking of those parallels, uh, Ventus falls asleep on the ground and is startled awake by his friend Aqua. Uh, and he says, "Give me a break, Aqua." And she says, "Ven, you hopeless sleepyhead." Yeah, remember that... Sora, Kyrie, that they said that those things kind of. I do remember that kind of. <laughs> Aqua's a little less aggro, though. I think uh, hopeless sleepyhead has more of a big sister vibe than you lazy bum. It does. Um, I guess just you know for my own edification, what are the ages here of? Uh, ages tend to get kind of messy in Kingdom Hearts because Nomura has literally said straight up that he doesn't actually think about it in great detail. <laughs> okay. But uh, he was actually pressed to answer the question in an interview at one point, and he said, I guess Terra is like 20, Aqua's around 18, and Ventus is like 15 or 16. Okay. But it seems like he wasn't really thinking about it too specifically. <laughs> but, Yeah ventus is definitively quite a bit younger than the other two yeah because ventus to me reads as like 12 or 13 not and then like (laughs) well so did sora in kingdom hearts one i think the difference is (laughs) that while they are the same age uh this is jesse mccartney who was already too old to do that voice right (laughs) right uh oh yeah this is jesse mccartney same voice actor as roxas yeah he's doing a great job Yeah, and, you know, I'm always talking about how I like that the characters who are kind of the same are also not really the same. I had totally forgotten how Ventus is a very different personality than Roxas. Yeah, Ventus is kind of a Sora, um, and yeah, he doesn't have the angst that that, that Roxas has. I would say he's even, even, like, softer than Sora. I think Ventus is a full-on sweet little boy that's fair yeah ventus doesn't seem to revel in murder the way that sora does <laughs> yet i'm thinking specifically about the scene where he meets the seven dwarves and he's like hey that's not nice you don't have to treat me like a mean person <laughs> like oh he's such a sweet little boy he is i mean then he does try to kill them all but that's a that's we'll get there yeah we will <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Ventus and Aqua sit down together and he wonders what the stars are. Tara walks up behind them and says, every star is a world. The lights are the hearts of those worlds shining down on us. I did notice how fucking shitty his voice acting is compared to everybody else. Yeah, I think that, okay, Jesse McCartney as Ventus. I think he's great. I think he's so good. I think he's like perfect for these characters. Willa Holland as Aqua? I think she's pretty good i I mean she's my wife, but I haven't had a lot of exposure yet <laughs> it's it's a new it's a new love i think that I think that there are points where I'm not too thrilled with her performance, but I think those tend to be more like janky writing. Jason Doring, as Tara is generally speaking not good, yeah, like to me, Tara should have like. Zigbar's voice actor or something, you know. <laughs> and like instead you've kind of got this like little Those are the hearts of worlds shining down on us. I don't know, that would be better instead cuz instead you've kind of got like this this little guy and he's um He's just, you know, hey guys, we're going to we're going to bring it together. I it, it doesn't work for me for I much. love there's there's one point that we got to here where they like flash back to him be, when he's a little bit younger and he's like being a Keyblade master is all I've ever dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> I there are times. There are times when I think he's good. It's it's not very often, but I do think he has some good line reads. I think when he's more intense, I think he delivers a bit better. But it, it's when he tries to sound like, when he tries to be a sweet little boy, that I'm just like, dude, shut up. The light is their hearts. And it's shining down
2: on us like a million lanterns. What?
1: Yeah, yeah. and I think it's like, um, you know, it'd be one thing if they were really leaning into that the big muscly guy has like a, has like a small little voice. But that's not it. It's just, it's just kind of emotionless and weird. Yeah, I I do think that there's something about the voice that they gave him that kind of works in in that and we'll we'll definitely get more into this when we get to Terra's story. Mm-hmm. But I think that it does sell Terra being like very naive. Okay. Um whereas and I, I will be talking about a little bit of the Japanese dialogue as we go, and it's so funny comparing his voice to the Japanese voice, where he is just, like, straight-up anime protagonist. <laughs> Which is what would make more sense. I think that Jason Doring does bring an interesting quality to Tara's voice, but more often than not, it tends to be in a bad way. <laughs> also, I learned recently, uh, his dad is a millionaire, like, investor guy who used to own Neopets, and also he's a Scientologist. I wonder how he got the job. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd never heard of him. He was on Veronica Mars. I guess he was, like, the main love interest guy or something. Well, I wonder how he got that job. <laughs> I wonder how he got that job. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how much of ABC his dad owned at the time. Some portion, I'm sure. (laughs) Or not, and maybe he just had connections. I have no idea. But anyway. um, Who can say? (laughs) Who can say? This is a great opportunity to have my first note about the localization. Oh. Because I think a lot of it is totally fine, no issues. Every once in a while, though, a character will say something that makes no sense. And usually when that happens, it's a weird translation. And we get one right here. Because... Terra compares the the lights of other worlds in the sky. Th- By the way, this is the first we've ever heard specifically that the the light of the stars in the sky is the hearts of all the worlds. Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I I don't know if I was aware of that before. Well, the nature of heart of hearts is light. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, but he says that they are shining down on us sort of like you, Ven. And Ventus is like hey, what do you mean? What do you mean? What are you talking about? And Tara's like, you'll understand when you're older. And Vetch is like, oh, come on, I want to know now. And they start, like, they start, like, bickering. And Aqua goes, ha 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 ha. And they're like, what, what is it? And she says, just thinking you guys would make the weirdest brothers. And then they all laugh and they're getting along again. Yeah, I was, I was pretty confused by this uh, when I played this part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that is how they translated that line. Literally in the Japanese, she just says, I was just thinking, you two are like brothers. That makes sense. That makes sense, and it makes sense that that kind of diffuses the tension, and they just kind of laugh it off. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know why they changed it to that. Yeah, because instead, instead that's... they should have been like, "Hold on, uh, what did you say, Aqua? I don't." <laughs> Let's gang up on Aqua now. <laughs> yeah, that didn't make any goddamn sense. Aqua, what the hell are you talking about?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. that was weird (laughs) uh she pulls out three good luck charms that she made uh and we learn that she and tara are taking their mark of mastery exam tomorrow this is the first we've heard of the mark of mastery exam but it is the classic old school way that keyblade masters earned their titles yeah it gets talked about in an interesting way in the letter I think cuz they say something about like whether or not they have the mark of mastery within I them. I think that I think that literally just means whether they are ready to be. I I don't know actually. It's my, we might find out more about the mark of mastery someday. Okay. Um I would love to find out why it takes the form that it does. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that very soon though. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She shows them these charms that she's made. She says, oh, somewhere out there, they say there's a star-shaped fruit that represents an unbreakable connection. You're supposed to make these charms with she- seashells, but I did the best I could with what I had. Which is a funny thing to say, considering that these are like... They look like glass? Yeah, they look really nice. <laughs> they look way fucking better than Kairi's. Yeah, Sorry, Kairi. Like, like, she got these from, like, a kiosk in the mall instead of, you know, putting together on the beach. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah she says she. I think she says she put some magic on them so, so as long as they have these charms nothing can drive them apart yeah that really raised some questions but I don't think they're gonna get, going to get answered so I just kind of left it <laughs> yeah there's a few times in these games usually with Aqua where a character will just be like I did some magic that means this and we're just like I'll just have to take your word for it I guess sure do you mean you cast fire? Cast fire I know about that word You made a magical uh, CD, maybe a, a DVD ROM. <laughs> Open wide. <laughs> bon appetit. And then Tara goes, "Oi! Sometimes you are such a girl." <laughs> yeah, which I was like, "Well, that that tracks with this series." But shut up! Don't talk about my wife that way. My upstairs neighbors are playing loud, thumping music, so I hope that doesn't come through in the recording. Oh, it's different. It's <laughs> Apologies th- if it does. It doesn't. It's it's different than the normal thing, which is just loud, thumping feet. <laughs> Everyone can enjoy these sweet tunes. Um, I like this part where Ventus is like, aw, so it's not a real good luck charm? It's like, what do you mean? Yeah, it is. She put real magic in it, my man but it's supposed to be made of shells oh right okay uh there's a little uh combat tutorial sparring match and then they head back inside this is where we find out ventus is cool like the force unleashed oh yeah he has uh he has like the what do you you call it like backhand yeah backhand grip on his sword on his keyblade which is so important that when you get to the character selection screen in a little bit they tell you that specifically yeah it's one of his traits (laughs) it's his little bio is like a sweet little boy with fast attacks who holds his keyblade backhand oh i think what does it call tarot it says like an earnest young man or something like that i didn't look at it too close i don't i'm not not sure okay uh (laughs) uh and yeah aqua is like well we'll always be together guys and then they all narrate in unison that would be the last night we ever spent beneath the same stars sad spoilers yeah that too but don't worry the tension is immediately broken (laughs) yeah mickey's busy doing vr training missions mickey we just cut from them being like by the way this story is a tragedy to mickey mouse like riding on a big book in a whirlpool yeah and he's having a really hard time i haven't seen fantasia in a long time i i assume that this is literally from fantasia but well there's a big flood i don't yeah i guess it is a little bit from fantasia okay he, he doesn't have these cool Kingdom Hearts clothes on in there, though. No, that's right. He kind of looks like the clothes that we're used to seeing him wear, only this is, like, all black. Mm-hmm. Lots of, lots of straps, lots of zippers. Really cool. But, yeah, the, the whirlpool disappears, and he lands on his butt, and he's, he's all embarrassed. It's all silly. He's actually in Yensid's Sid's tower. And Yensid Sid just completely, like, bulldozes past this, and is just like, Mickey... <laughs>
2: Something terrible is about to happen.
1: Yeah, and so this this made me start to really wonder about how common is the name Xehanort in this world? Because it seems like <laughs> Yen Sid probably knows about Master Xehanort at this point. And, and so then you would think Mickey would probably know about Master Xehanort at this point. And so like when Mickey meets Ansem's uh, young assistant named Xehanort, like that doesn't... That doesn't strike him as weird. I mean, it, I, I mean, maybe it's really common. Maybe, like, my son is also named Xehanort. I don't know. Yeah, but being like... named Master Xehanort is kind of like being named, like, Stan Smith, Stan Smith. in our world. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, uh, I actually can tell you exactly what's going on here, which is that uh, Yen Sid, while he is in contact with Ericus and Xehanort, he kind of keeps to himself. So, actually, no, Mickey has not ever met Xehanort, and I don't think he's met Ericus either. Okay, so, and Yen Sid never tells him about it? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, like I, like I said, uh, at some point before, probably, Yen Sid, he is, like, a former Keyblade Master, but he kind of, he kind of, like, resigned from his post, I guess you could say. Right, and so he just was unhelpful to Mickey for a long time, and not... Well, this is what's funny, is that he is, he is Mickey's, like, Keyblade teacher yes but i think only because he's mickey's like general master (laughs) right okay he's like i i am the sorcerer who will teach you magic also i guess i'll teach you how to use the keyboard (laughs) right okay all right if i'm not mistaken mickey is currently taking his mark of mastery exam i think that is what's going on here his makes more sense than the other one it sure fucking does yeah yeah, I mean, I'll I'll do my apology segment if necessary, if that turns out to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Mickey is currently on, like, on the brink of becoming a Keyblade Master himself. Got it. I, I should say at this point, because it hasn't come up yet, this is about ten years before Kingdom Hearts 1. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had no idea. Like... I it could have been a hundred. I had no I had no idea really. I guess Sora was just yeah. born though, so never mind. In as much as you can really have a timeline like that in Kingdom Hearts, this is about a hundred I mean ten. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, about ten years. Okay. Alrighty. I think it's like a million. No, it's like ten. Okay. Um We're back at the land of departure, and uh Terra and Aqua are about to take their mark of mastery exam. Their master Ericus is here. Did you get what his name was? what ericus is mm-hmm. uh no i did not Yensid is to disney as ericus is to oh is it square is it square <laughs> it is square it's square okay. Yeah. okay yeah uh and also uh i believe that his face is modeled after uh what's his name Hiro Nobu sakaguchi i think the creator of final fantasy oh okay that's kind of yeah. nice. that's neat yeah uh, yeah so their master Ericus is here, plus an extremely uh nice looking old man yeah he's got the same name got the same name as my cousin he's over there, yeah <laughs> my middle name is actually Xehanort. oh uh, yeah master Xehanort is here. he is an old bald man with a goatee. I wonder if we've seen him before. I already said that we have yep uh, and yes, he was also in the uh secret ending that we watched last time, mm-hmm which is how we know that he'll never do anything bad. He makes eye contact with Ventus, who looks very uneasy, but doesn't seem to know why. Yeah. Ericus kind of explains the exam a little bit. He says, you know, this is, this is a test, not a competition. Both of you could pass. Neither of you could pass. Uh, you're not pitted against each other. I'm sure that Master Xehanort didn't come here to see the, the most promising pupils in years fall short of the mark. So that kind of gives us a little sense of, uh, it's not common these days to be training new Keyblade Masters. Yeah, for whatever reason. <laughs> and then he says, okay, it's time for the Mark of Mastery exam to see if you're ready to be a Keyblade Master. Here are some balls. Here are some orbs. Uh, Here are some orbs of light. Hit them. Hit them. It It kind of feels like Star Wars training dummies or training droid things or whatever. Yeah if if luke skywalker if the way that he was declared a jedi master was can you hit the little training sphere <laughs> it's so weird and look this is this is a thing that we're just going to have to accept about birth by sleep this game was for the psp they were limited on a lot of things it's clear a lot of the time that this was for the psp yeah. the worlds are empty there are very few characters in each world, and the exciting Mark of Mastery exam is, can you hit some balls, and then a cutscene sparring match. Yep. But, what if those balls were evil? Yeah, you know, it's a it's a throwback, of course, to the famous dark balls from Kingdom Hearts 1. Xehanort wiggles his fingers, something he <laughs> loves to do, we'll find. <laughs> and the balls are saturated with darkness, and... I do think it's really funny that this is the mark of mastery exam and Ventus does it. He's not supposed to. He's a little boy. Well, those balls are clearly out of control. I've got to help the my balls friends. Are out of control. Yeah. Also Ericus just watches that happen and is like, that's fine. Well, as he says, uh Ericus also voiced by Mark Hamill. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as he says, it was it was unexpected, and I chose to let it play out or something like that. I just think he should be more suspicious of his buddy Xehanort imbuing darkness into the balls. That's all. Especially since uh, this is getting into stuff that we don't really know much about, but we'll get Xehanort's letter to Ericus soon. <laughs> yeah. And Xehanort says something about, like, we had a falling out over a petty dispute. The dispute was... First and foremost, about light versus darkness. So, Ericus knows that Xehanort is a darkness boy. Hmm. Feels like he shouldn't be allowed. I, I don't think he knows to what extent, but... <laughs> yeah, it feels like he shouldn't be allowed, but okay. Yeah, he just sees the darkness saturate the balls, and he's like, well, you know, it's a mark of mastery exam, you gotta expect the unexpected. <laughs> but yeah, Aqua's like, Ventus, go to your... She literally tells him, go to your room. Yeah. Not even like get behind Master Ericus. <laughs> it's very very belittling to Ventus. Yeah. Uh that that's a line I should have checked what the Japanese was, but I didn't think about it. Um mm-hmm. But Ventus is like, no, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna leave. I'm I'm excited to watch this. And Terra's like, Oh, he can defend himself, and you do, and you, you hit the balls. Uh for some reason Ventus is not immediately declared a keyblade master. Yeah, he he hit those balls really well. least i hit them really well he used quick blitz Mm -hmm. he probably has arrow whatever raid strike raid yeah 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 yeah. oh did you get their names i mean it's air earth and water yep yep there you go all right (laughs) same as uh Riku, and kairi right (laughs) right Honestly, like, these names were so blatant that I, it just, like, completely didn't even cross my mind for a long time. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, Terra and Aqua are very obvious. Ventus is, Ventus, if it was by itself, you probably wouldn't really get it, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, What, like, an air vent? Oh! (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, they hit the balls, and Erica says, that was cool, I don't know what happened, and I won't think about it either. Now, now fight! And they do uh not not ventus ventus is no longer part of this yeah not, <laughs> not his exam uh yeah there's a little sparring match cut scene between aqua and Terra, and Terra is very surprised to find himself briefly channeling the power of darkness Hmm. and xehanort is very psyched about that <laughs> big evil grin <laughs> i love his nasty little face oh yeah i it's good to see an evil guy loving to be evil I mean, he's got fucking yellow eyes and pointy ears. Yeah, the- he could not look more evil. I mean, I have to believe that maybe Ericus is playing his own little game here, or or he's really, really naive. <laughs> I guess we'll find out eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately what happens is Ericus says, Aqua has shown the mark of mastery, but Terra failed to keep his darkness in check, and he has not passed. Uh... So he, did you, this is something that I always focus on whenever I watch this cutscene. Tara's little, like, sprite face turning into a sad frown. <laughs> I don't know why it tickles me so much, but I just love it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's good because of the PSP. Oh. oh. Aqua, meanwhile, like, does not react at all. Well, it's probably good. She doesn't want to rub it in. <laughs> The PSP couldn't handle two face changes in one one cutscene. It would have exploded. Uh, He tells Aqua, please await further instruction when we play as you later. Uh, As a Keyblade Master, you are entitled to certain knowledge. Ooh, that's Mm. juicy sounding. Yeah. Uh, And then Terra says, one of my favorite Jason Doring line reads, the darkness.
2: Where did it come from? (laughs) Oh. Oh, man, man. I failed my exam. Oh, gee, I didn't know I had the doctor. Teacher is mad at me.
1: I have detention now. All because I tried to use evil power.
2: Well, guess no sea salt salt ice cream for me today. Oops. I guess I'm not entitled to certain knowledge. Well, oops, wrong story. Looks like it's liver and pepper ice cream for me today. (laughs) Well, secret is that's my favorite. (laughs)
1: Oh Terra. Yeah. You fucking dork. <laughs> uh we we go downstairs. Uh it's just Xehanort. He has he has gone off on his own for a brief moment and he speaks to a demode boy. Yeah, very very demode, cool helmet. He's yeah, he's got a Daft Punk helmet. He's got Riku's demode uh like weird muscle skin torso and grass skirt. He is like slighter than Riku, but yeah. And Redder, and Redder. Yes. Uh and uh Xehanort says, "What do you what do you think of Ventus?" And he says, "What does he say? He's like, he ain't going to cut it. Someone needs to break that loser in." Which is ominous. Um uh, did you recognize his voice? No. Well, I'll I'll just I'll just leave that a mystery for now. Okay. Uh you'll you'll recognize it eventually. Got it. But Xehanort is like, whatever, whatever you're planning on doing to Ventus, don't do it here. I have to keep up appearances. Oh, he's been doing a great job, too. <laughs> I've been doing a great job with my pointy ears, my bright yellow glowing eyes. And I also and... <laughs> really, really blatantly messed with the exam. My, my wiggling fingers and my big, big smile when Terra failed. yeah.
2: And not to mention my incredibly nice sounding voice. Oh, I'm the belle of the ball. <laughs> Ericus, it's so good to see you again. You know, I've been thinking, and i I think I may have misjudged you, I think that the light is actually much better than I gave it credit for. Yes, I love the light, obviously. Darkness is so last year. Anyway, I request you don't watch me at all during the exam for no reasons. <laughs> I'm just very shy now. I will be keeping my hands behind my back for no particular reason. I'm just very embarrassed of my small hands. <laughs> and if any purple miasma appears around me, please don't don't mention it. I've been very ill. <laughs> Uh, so, don't don't worry about the boy i brought <laughs> <laughs> right yeah he brought him there oh yeah the the
1: really evil demo boy yeah i i have to assume that ericus does not see him i i would i would think so yeah. he is waiting downstairs yeah yeah I love the idea though that Ericus would be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom for a moment. <laughs> and, and Mask Boy has to be like, oh shit. Oh, I uh I got lost. Um can you tell me uh yeah, I don't know what I don't know what you would think with that evil little boy. <laughs> uh but he says he's gonna have to give Ventus some incentive to leave home. Uh Tara goes to his room to read his Ultimania And Ventus goes to his room to swing around a wooden keyblade with Terra's name on it. And it looks like his normal keyblade. Kind of, right? Yeah, I... I thought this was interesting. Did you say on your... I feel like you said on your stream that it was like a training keyblade? That's what it appeared to be. I never really thought about it before, but... Because I guess I was thinking it just reminded me of like the toy swords that Sora and Riku used to play with, but... Yeah, I, I think it is very possible that, like, before Ventus knew how to... Or before, I mean, even Terra knew how to summon a Keyblade, maybe this was, like, his training Keyblade. I, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, because they're, they're at some sort of Keyblade Academy, so... Yeah. Yeah, uh, that, was my, that was my assumption, it was the, tr- the training Keyblades. Yeah, and oh. I, it is absolutely delightful that it has Terra, like, scrawled <laughs> into it in huge letters. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, he must have been, what, like, 19 when he had that thing? Oh, yeah, just a little boy. <laughs> uh, but Ventus, he, he hears like a bell ring. I don't really know what this was. Yeah. Unclear. It's the Terra is leaving bell. Uh, and Ventus is like, what the? And he goes to go outside, but he is interrupted by Mode Boy. Did did we get his name in this part? I don't think he said his name yet. No? Okay, I'll just keep calling him Demode Boy. Great. Uh I think I think they call him the masked boy until we get a name for him but he's Demo boy um and he just appears behind Ventus in his room and it's like you know Terra's leaving and you might never see him again I love when Ventus is like get real our friendship is way too strong for that to be true and Demode boy's just like oh grow up <laughs> I mean, I've you know what? I've seen a lot of proof from Sora, so I believe Ventus, <laughs> and not, not this masked boy. You are not on the side of demode boy. No, no. Uh, but yeah, he, he just says something like, oh, Ventus stuck in a tiny room in a tiny world, and he leaves through a corridor of darkness. I remarked about this, I think, during the stream, but Ventus does not seem properly worried about this. No, especially considering that, as far as we have reason to believe, uh, he's never met anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> he knows three people. Right, yeah. I mean, they kind of allude to that there might be other people training here, but yeah, as far as we know, he knows three people. Did they? Well, like you said, they're, these are the best recruits in a while, which implies other recruits to me. Oh, I mean maybe i i honestly don't think there are okay i suppose he well he should know who xehanort is but i guess he doesn't remember yeah so we will find out more about that eventually but yeah he he does not remember xehanort like i mean we saw the state that he was in when he shot that light into the sky he was not really there right okay which I think is why he he kind of gets that sense of like I don't know I don't like this guy's vibes. Meanwhile, Aqua and Terra, having never met him before, or maybe they—I uh, think they actually have. So they see him and they're just like, "Oh, that's Xehanort. He's cool." They're ench- enchanted by his wonderful smile, <laughs> his delightful elf ears, mm-hmm. adorable. Um. So Ventus has a little flashback to training with Terra one day. We don't know why, but he was just like crying. I, ha- I, I'm guessing that that was a moment of like, I'll never be strong like you, Tara. But Tara cheered him up, and they had a good laugh together. And Tara probably like ruffled his hair or whatever. Yeah. What a what a nice big brother. What a weird big brother, though. Yeah.
2: Oh, Ventus, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be strong someday. And he's <laughs> just Kermit the Frog now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh so ventus runs out to stop terra from leaving and terra's just like hey it's gonna be okay don't worry about it he puts on he he, we see him summon his armor he's got like a sort of pauldron that he like kind of wipes his hand across and his armor appears sort of and uh we know this armor yeah it's secret armor that's lingering will's armor i wonder if they know each other i wonder huh Hmm. <laughs> uh, and then he summons a familiar hover bike. Hey, I know that hover bike. Yeah, that's Linkerbill's hover bike. Yeah, uh, I I think I can't remember if I said this on the podcast, but uh, this is another one of my. If I said this on the podcast, I have to apologize. I I didn't realize that the Keyblade turns into the hover bike. I yeah, I didn't until I saw this. He fucking throws his Keyblade, like, 40 feet in the air, and it swings around like a boomerang and flies back as a hoverbike. Can all Keyblades do this? Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Like, Sora just hasn't figured it out yet. Sora will learn Keyblade transformations of a sort eventually, but, mm-hmm. yeah, he's he doesn't have, like, a Keyblade vehicle. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's, like, related to the armor, like, if, 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 like, (laughs) Mickey or, uh, Chip and Dale gave Sora, like, a cool pauldron, would he be able to turn his, uh, keyblade into a skateboard? I don't know. Yeah. Do you eventually get control over the armor in the game? Because I didn't have it at the point where I was at. Do you mean, like, do you get to wear the armor? Yeah. Um, I think you might have it in the final battle. Okay. uh, But the main thing that it's used for... Did you go... I don't think you went to the Mirage Arena. No. The Mirage Arena is a place where there's, like, uh, sort of repeatable fights that you can grind. You have to do it for, like, completion points. And also that's where the multiplayer stuff lives. And, yeah, whichever character you're playing as, you'll be wearing the armor when you're there. And also, you can change the tint of it so that everyone doesn't look the same. Oh, got it. Okay. Uh, Here's a fun fact. I don't know if you remember, um, but in the secret ending and in the Lingering Will fight, the armor has a cape. Right. Lingering Will has a cape. Terra, Aqua, and Ventus all have capes in the secret ending where they're wearing the armor. I remember that. But we don't see a cape on it in this. And the reason for that is the capes were designed for a pre-rendered cutscene.
0: And not a PSP game.
1: And not a fucking PSP game where there could be multiplayer with multiple capes on screen at once.
0: <laughs> yeah. Again. Ca- so they
1: did have to cut the capes. Causing the PSP to melt in your hands. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, w- I actually was a little surprised they didn't put the capes back for the, the uh, PlayStation re-release. I guess it would be a silly thing to add. Yeah, I mean, still still, still puts the PS, PS2 to some work, so. <laughs> That's right, in the in the Lingering Will video that we watched, you could hear a very loud
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> the guy's PS2 about to take off. <laughs> Remember my PS2 would do that whenever I played uh, Battlefront 2 and did the fights in Maz Eisley. If for some reason, my PS2 did not like that. Oh man, I loved that game. That game was so fucking good. It's really good. I'm trying to think if I remember any games really making my really putting the PS2 through its paces. I played a lot of Dynasty Warriors. It probably didn't like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it liked that. I mean, I also I had like a launch PS2, and I had to occasionally like open it up and readjust the laser because it was. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah we we took a while to get a PS2. I I don't know when they decided to make it. functional yeah (laughs) later on (laughs) we don't need we don't need that for launch no uh where are we so yeah this is seemingly the first time ventus has seen the keyblade armor because when Terra puts it on ventus goes
0: whoa
1: yeah but then well is it so this is when he realizes you can do this yeah, I don't know what was up with that, because he, he's wearing the, the thing. He's wearing the little pauldron thing, mm-hmm. and he puts on the armor, and he, like, looks down at himself like, whoa, cool. So, yeah, I guess he's been able to do it. He's just never done it before. Hmm. I didn't even really think about that, the fact that he was so amazed by it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Ericus like, gave him the pauldron with his clothes and was like, here, you can you can wear this. Don't ever swipe your hand next to it. He just, Ventus is just like, okay, I won't, Jesus. thought it was cool fashion. <laughs> and it is cool fashion. It is cool fashion. So cool. Uh, but Ventus throws his keyblade into the air, and it flies back down as a... How would you describe this? It's sort of like a hybrid of like a kitchen utensil <laughs> and a key... And like a guitar, maybe, but that's what he flies I never on. actually noticed before looking at it uh it's it's interesting because it has the handle, yeah, in the and back. it's got like the teeth coming off, yeah, so it's still partially a key. It's like a giant hoverboard, yeah, with like a long gooseneck, yeah, whenever it looks like he's riding like a witch's broomstick, but standing up, yeah, okay. I mean, it's kind of cool. It's just huge. Yeah, I, I like these. I think these are neat. I, I think... I wish that Sora had had this. <laughs> he better. But hey, here's something interesting. Roxas and Sora can skateboard. Yeah. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if you noticed that uh, Ventus has a similar uh, mannerism to Sora where he'll do that, like trying-to-look-cool pose where he, like, stands with his hands behind his head? I'm demonstrating right now. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, okay. I didn't notice that, but that is definitely a a sore move. Yeah. I'm doing it now, too. (laughs) I could tell. You you kind of backed up from the mic. Yeah, I had to sit up straight to do the the pose. (laughs) I cannot even imagine what your posture was, (laughs) that you got that quiet from putting your hands behind your head. I'm just sitting up. I'm hunched over my mic normally, so... (laughs) like a like a little like a little zanehart doing a podcast (laughs) um oh yeah i was i was hearing some whooshing noises i wasn't sure what those are but that must be from your fingers wiggling near the mic yeah i have to supply constant darkness into my mic to make it work uh i also didn't mention that uh before uh before tara flies away he opens a portal This is the first we've seen of these particular types of portals, Mm -hmm. Uh, but we know that there's corridors of darkness that take you through the realm of darkness that you can use to travel around. This is the first we will see of what Keyblade wielders typically use, which is called the Lanes Between. Yeah, and, and apparently they stopped using at some point. Yes, and the Lanes Between... I as I understand it, I think it's a different sort of plane from the quote unquote interspace that the gummy ship flies around in. Hmm. Cuz the gummy ship you literally just fly through the barrier into space and then or I think I think they don't fly through the barrier. I think they can only go when there's no barrier. But yeah, they like fly around in the physical space between worlds. I think that the keyblade wielders use the lanes between as like sort of a Another plane of existence, as I understand it. Yeah, we we don't have enough of those, so let's add another one in there. Yeah, why not? Yeah. We'll learn more about the lanes between at some point, but uh, we don't need to get into that right now. Uh, Ventus gets on his hoverboard. He's riding it very well for someone who seemingly has never done this before. <laughs> I don't know if a hoverboard is necessarily a good first pick <laughs> for your first flight. Well, he flies other hoverboards, just not this one. Just not this one yeah yeah. uh but yeah he flies he flies through the portal after terra aqua runs out as he's flying away and tries to stop him but ventus just completely ignores her and flies away through the portal yeah and now we get xehanort's letter and uh we're doing it a little differently this time i legitimately forgot (laughs) that games after kingdom hearts 2 have reports to read and i was like I don't really love reading the reports. I feel like it's not the best format, but I'll just stick it out and we'll be done with them after kingdom Hearts too. I completely forgot that this game has them too. So <laughs> you have read it this time. I have. And we are going to talk about it instead of me reading it. Yeah. I mean, it's basically just talking about how they used to have a fight or Xehanort and Ericus used to have some sort of falling out and he's like, but Hey, thanks for taking care of this random boy I dropped off. And, uh, Boy, I'm just so excited to come see this Market Mastery exam. I'm definitely not here to sabotage the whole thing. Yeah, it's seemingly the first time they've talked in a while cuz Xehanort was like, "Thank you so much for inviting me to watch Terra and Aqua become masters. I really appreciate it." Yeah. I I was I was kind of interested here because I it's unclear how sincere he's being about all of this cuz he's like, "Oh, it was such a such a heavy burden our master placed on you when he named you successor." Uh we learn this is the first uh masters that Ericus has ever trained. Right. And yeah, he says like I'm I'm so sorry for the terrible harm that I did to you that one time. I'm I'm sorry for leaving Ventus with you. Uh and he he expresses his gratitude to Ericus for everything he's done for him and he says you're like a younger brother to me and I really appreciate everything you've done. And it is unclear how sincere he he's being when he says that stuff. I would think not not that sincere, but I, I guess I don't really know their relationship. Yeah. He says he's wandered the world, he's seen a lot of darkness, and he's been seeing more and more of the unversed, uh, which he describes as beings derived from negative emotions appearing in various worlds that he's passed through. Yeah, interestingly, he has, says perhaps Yen Sid has already told you about the unversed. Yes, I believe that is what Yen Sid was saying to Mickey when he was like, mm-hmm. I feel like something bad is happening. Yep. Oh yeah, that's that's true. We do learn that they both know Yen Sid, so I wasn't spoiling anything earlier. Nope. <laughs> um, here's something I want to say about the Unversed, because uh, there was a while before the game came out in the United States where the Japanese name of them, Unvasu, was believed to be Unbirths. Oh, unbirth. <laughs> we all thought that they were going to be called the unbirths. Oh, I'm glad it's not that. Which, at the time, I thought was, like, a cool-sounding idea. Like, oh, are these, like, people who never existed? That's kind of cool. But looking back, that's some weird, like, pro-life shit. <laughs> yeah, So I'm glad it's not that. That's not that. Yeah, it bring different meaning to birth by sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, that was, I think that was part of why everyone assumed that that was what it meant. Right, that makes a lot of sense. Someone's getting born, and it's not these fuckers. (laughs) Uh, But no, they are the unversed. They are derived from negative emotions. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know if I'm entirely sure. I'm not... And why would they stop existing? Does no one have negative emotions anymore? That's not true. Everyone got really nice after the end of this game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um here's a fun thing about the unversed the their designs are pretty cool um and in in a similar way to you know the the heartless uh they've got the heartless emblem the nobodies have the nobody emblem uh the unversed all have like eyes but they some of them have different emotions so there are unversed that look angry There are unversed that look sad i think they're scared looking unversed it's it's kind of cool i i like these these little guys Yeah, they look a lot like Heartless, but they are not Heartless. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the other thing about the Unversed. While I do like their designs, it's such a blatant like the Heartless and the Nobodies wouldn't exist in this story, so we gotta have something. (laughs) Yeah, and I suppose they didn't want to create like actual goblins or something for you to be hitting because that right. So they were just like, "What's a thing that could make an enemy that might not exist later?" Yeah. The funny thing, too, is they uh, they have, like, very obvious Heartless analogs, too. Yeah, I think that's more of a, a game design thing. <laughs> but, sure. yeah, the 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 Nobodies and the Heartless. Actually, the Nobodies tend to be a little bit different. But, you know, there's always, like, the soldier, mm-hmm. the little guy. I love the—I think they're called the Flood is, like, the most basic, basic unversed. Yeah, I think it's all great. And I will say, playing this game, this game—I like the way this game feels to play. Um, yes, watch this th- game introduces the commands where you, like, level up your different abilities and you can, like, fuse them to make new ones. Yeah, and, and your moves basically level up as you use them, which is neat. And then, um, Yeah, I love that shit. Yeah, and apparently I need to use the shot lock more based on the video we watched. Yeah, shot lock, it gets really, really strong. Shot lock, for anyone who's not familiar, is, like... You, I think you kind of go, like, first person for a sec. You, like, lock onto your enemies yeah. and charge it up, and then you fire a big blast at them. Yeah, it's really weird, and I kept forgetting that it's a thing I could do when I was playing. The thing about level 1 Shotlock is that it's kind of shit, but the thing about level 5 Shotlock is that it's broken. <laughs> yeah, it looked pretty busted uh, later on when Ventus fights a regular house cat. <laughs> yeah, there are legitimately a lot of fights that I only won because of Shotlock. <laughs> uh what what difficulty are you on? I did normal. Okay. Yeah. You probably won't need to worry about shotlock as much. Okay. Yeah, I was like I was like just like should I play proud mode? I don't know. I'm just trying to see the story probably not. Yeah, the annoying thing about Birth by Sleep is that uh because the files are all separate, uh the requirements like carry forward through each file if that makes sense so like if you play say aqua on proud and terra and ventus on normal i think you still have the like way higher requirements of normal for getting the secret ending yeah what's that about that's how it is in every game like if you play on critical i think you always get the secret ending proud you usually have to complete like i think in this it's the sticker album if you're on proud and then I think if you're on normal, you've got to do, you've got to get like all the treasure chests. And I think on beginner, you have to like completely clear the journal. Oh, okay, I didn't know that, but yeah, I figured I'm just gonna that's... watch the secret. I think I said it on the stream. <laughs> I'm just gonna watch that secret ending later anyway. So yeah, you will. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean that's why when I was a kid, I never got any secret endings in Kingdom Hearts, and it wasn't like I could just go look them up on YouTube. <laughs> that's wild. That's that was like ask a friend what happened era, for sure. That's hmm. I uh, I don't know. I guess that's fine. I f- I always I feel weird about gating stuff like that behind difficulty, but yeah, it's it's interesting because like I guess it kind of it kind of balances out in terms of like in proud mode you're gonna be doing more grinding, right? Whereas in beginner you can probably just like blow through the whole game. So I guess it kind of. It kind of balances it out, so even if you're playing on beginner, you still have to see a lot of the game. You gotta be a little more thorough. I don't know. I suppose so. I guess Halo did that. Oh, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah. Now that it's all on YouTube, it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> yeah, Yeah. who cares? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I haven't even played Union Cross. Who gives a shit? Right. Uh, The last thing that needs to be said about Xehanort's letter is and i actually didn't realize this until i reread it this time i never realized this before uh you said that ericus invited xehanort to sit in on the mark of mastery exam that is not correct right he wasn't going to do the exam oh yeah ericus was like hey do you want to see the the master ceremony xehanort was the one who said he said like last time i was there i saw your pupil terra and I sensed a lot of darkness in him, you should test him to make sure he's ready. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I think is probably some Xehanort machinations right. setting Terra up to fail. Right, because he knows Terra's going to fail, and that's going to make Terra fall to darkness or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's Xehanort's letter. Uh, it It is funny because, you know, we we talked about how Sora canonically doesn't read any of the... Any of the uh the reports, right? He just throws them in the, in the trash. I wonder if if Ventus might read the reports because he doesn't seem to be surprised when he finds Unversed. Hmm. <laughs> but I also don't know why he would have this letter. Yeah, I think he just he's just got the sort of attitude of like, oh, I guess I'll hit that. I don't know what that thing is, but I'm going to hit it with my Keyblade. This is just how it is in the draught woodlands. The drought, the drought woods. Yeah, because uh, Terra and Aqua do get a cutscene where Eraqus tells them about the unversed, but Ventus doesn't. Yeah, Ventus just doesn't need that kind of information. Oh, monsters. Well, I guess that's why the master didn't want me leaving. Yeah. Anyway, I will now kill them. <laughs> uh, yeah, he sees the, the draughts uh, on their way into the mine singing their iconic song, Nothing. Nothing. Again, Birth by Sleep <laughs> falls a little flat sometimes, but hey, I guess Kingdom Hearts 2 did this a lot, too. Yeah, it did. It just played, like, standard Final Fantasy music a lot. This one is surprising to me, though. I cannot believe that they're not saying hi-ho. Y- yeah, that that is surprising. I feel like that's a... They don't, they don't even say hi-ho once. You're right. They don't say hi-ho. Yeah. Very strange. Is- uh. He follows them into the mine and watches them work, and he very cheerfully introduces himself. He says, hi, I'm Ventus, I'm a sweet little boy. And they say, yeah, you're a diamond thief! And they immediately panic and run away. And then Ventus is like, oh well, better kill these dwarves. It's so weird, because Ventus is like, please, I'm just looking for my friend Terra, have you seen him? And they're like, no, we haven't seen him! And he's like... Can you, can you like, come out here so we can talk? And they're like, no, we already told you we haven't seen him. And he's like, all right, then I guess we'll do this the hard way. It's a big escalation, Ventus. (laughs) It really is. Well, I guess I'll have to beat the shit out of you, even though you've already told me you don't know where he is. Yeah, I guess I'll cast magic on all of you and... (laughs) It's kind of a fun little mini-game type deal. It's like, he's not actually attacking them. It's just like a little hide-and-seek thing. They're in boxes that you beat the crap out of. Um, yeah, some of them are in boxes. I think some of them are, like, riding the minecart and you have to stop it or whatever. The minecart one was annoying. There was just I think there's just yeah. one in the minecart, but yeah. Are yes. they all in boxes otherwise? I think they're all in boxes or running around. Well, I think Dopey is literally just standing there. Dopey is just standing there. His his <laughs> face is horrible to, to, to look upon. Um, He's got bad face, but that is canon. It is, but it's worse to see in 3D, I think. Because <laughs> I think it's like, you see how lined his face is, and it's like, oh, you're this weird old young man. It's really, yeah. it's, it's just awful. I'll be yeah. honest, though. Dopey freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, I liked these little guys when I was a kid, but I didn't... Uh, didn't think too much about it. <laughs> uh but yeah, he he catches all of them and kicks their asses. Uh and then only only then once he has rounded them all up, uh he goes, "Okay, fine, I'll leave." <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, I guess we've done enough tutorial now. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> um but he uh oh, yeah, I wanted we were talking about the gameplay. Did you get any command styles? no Were i you, like I... fill up the meter oh yes yeah i did yes that's that's a thing that i really like which is that depending on how you fill up the meter like if you use a certain element of magic if you use a certain like amount of like physical attacks then when you fill up this meter you go into what's called a command style which gives you like new combos and new finishers that are like themed around that element they get pretty cool yeah, I I was getting mine mostly off of I think like the the blitz or something like that, I think. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. You can actually name your finishers in this game. I don't know why. Huh. Yeah, there's there's a lot of depth that doesn't necessarily feel like it needs to be there, but it is fun. <laughs> yeah. You can also, I don't know if you if you realized this, uh when you get the D-links, which we didn't really well, I I did say what they are in terms of multiplayer, but the idea of the D-Links, because when you leave Land of Departure, I think you D-Link with Terra and Aqua, if I remember correctly. Yes. And the idea of the D-Links is that you get their moves. So, like, Aqua's D-Link is really good, especially at the start of the game, because she has Cure, which you don't get for a while. She has Cure and she has, I think, magic that you don't have as well. Yeah, and when you beat enemies in a D-Link, sometimes they'll drop these little sigil kind of things that power up the D-Link, and when you get two of those, you get, like, special abilities. And it's... Some of them are incredibly strong. Some of them are pretty shit. <laughs> I think Snow White's D-Link is one of the more OP, which is kind of funny. Huh. Her D-Link is fun, though. The, all the... You get, like, all these spells that are, like, themed around the dwarves. So it's, like... I think there's, like, a sneezy one that casts, like, Aroga or something.
2: Oh. sleepy
1: puts them all to sleep stuff like that okay that is fun i don't love them in terms of sometimes it feels like you're dissuaded from playing the character that you picked right but i do think i do think thematically they're fun right it's, it's kind of interesting to like bring that larger theme of friendship into a <laughs> mechanic <laughs> yeah 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 uh which is also done through the command board where you play mario party with your friends you're actually just playing I think uh segregation 69 pointed out that it was actually just bad monopoly. It really is. It's it's not really Mario Party. There's no mini games. It's just like you land on spaces that do different things. And yeah yeah it actually is more like Monopoly cuz you're like buying spaces. Yeah, and the rules aren't exactly all that clear. The tutorial's not very good. I guess I and I was trying to do it on stream and I I always kinda rush when I do that. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did finish th- I did off stream I did finish uh uh around and I lost. Okay. I didn't, yeah, the th- I didn't <laughs> realize lost. I didn't, I didn't realize I needed to get back to the start again once I had all my points. Oh, yeah. The thing about the command board is that when you know what you're doing, it's actually incredibly easy. Uh, it's, it's a really good fast way to level up your commands compared to using them in combat. Just kidding. No, it isn't. Right. Cause it takes forever to play it around. <laughs> it takes so long. Yeah. Cause I did it and I, I think I like leveled up like a little bit of a couple of my things and I was like, why would I do this? If I remember correctly, I think that the reason that it can be useful is that there are some commands that are easier to get through the command board than they are through like buying or unlocking or melding them. I see. Okay. But yeah, it's it's weird. It's a it's probably nah, it's maybe nah, it might be more fun playing with other players maybe. maybe. Probably not. Maybe. <laughs> probably not. No. Monopoly's a bad um, game. Yeah, sometimes it's just bad. Yeah. Video games can be bad sometimes. They can. And this is one of them. Yep. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Uh but yeah after Ventus finishes beating up the seven dwarves from Snow White uh he says can you tell me where i can find some other people and they say uh there's a castle beyond the chorus i mean forest this is where every person who plays this game says is that doc's thing yeah i forgot that it was doc's thing but i guess it is doc's <laughs> nobody thing. ever remembers yep the doc gets words wrong i certainly didn't um, but Ventus finds their cottage in the forest. If you're a normal person, you immediately loot all the treasure chests that the dwarves have. I did that, yes. <laughs> actually, first you hear Snow White scream and cry, and then you're like, oh no, I should go help her, but first. Yeah, actually, the first thing I did when I heard her do that was run back into the house and look around at the house. <laughs> Ventus meets Snow White in the woods and has a very strange line. This is another kind of off localization where she's like, Oh my god, the trees tried to grab me. And he says, You were just seeing things. It happens to all of us when we're scared. <laughs> yeah, It's like, okay, oh, just immediately tell her she's lying. <laughs> oh, that's right. The trees, the trees are grabbing you. Yeah. I think in the Japanese, the line is more like, a, a more general statement of, like, a frightened heart can uh, sometimes make us see things that aren't there or something like that. Right. As opposed to, anytime anyone gets scared, they hallucinate. <laughs> explain a lot. Um, uh, I haven't seen Snow White in a long time. Does she normally rhyme? I don't think that's a thing she does that much. She. Sing- it was so strange. She sings, I guess, and that is often She, she says. Rhyme. She says, like... I was in the forest and lost my way. Do you know anywhere that I might stay? I guess she kind of maybe does that. I, it's been a long time since I saw Snow White. She kind of drops it pretty quickly, though, which I did appreciate. Uh, yeah. But he, he says, I can take you to the cottage. <laughs> it's yeah. not mine. Yeah, and then you start a very bizarre gameplay portion. I hate that it's a fucking awful I passed escort it section. So- I passed it somehow with, like... Just, like, the skinniest little bit of bar left. This game loves making you escort the princesses for some reason. Ugh. <laughs> Terrible. Um, it's also just weird to see Snow White getting attacked, like, physically attacked by Unversed <laughs> with a health meter. Yeah, well, and the, so the thing that happens is, like, the trees show up again, and they start attacking her, and you can get between them and press X to block... But yeah. you have to be, like, in the right spot, and it doesn't indicate where that is. And I think you probably are better off just hitting them and making them go, make them go away. Uh, Maybe. That might explain why I have lost this section so many times, which is also a weird feeling. Right. What happens when you Snow lose? Snow White being like, help me! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you get a game over screen. Oh, you so you when actually a just giant news. like okay. yeah. bruiser unversed like punches Snow White in the face. <laughs> it's so weird. She kinda just stands there and takes it. <laughs> she needs to learn how to run better. Yeah. If you're gonna be a Disney princess, you have to get better at running and hiding and being in distress. Yes, sadly that's true. Certainly in this era. hmm Yeah. Because you can't fight in this era. No way. By the way, uh, I don't think we meet the prince in Ventus's story. This is kind of a cool thing about Birth by Sleep is that they all arrive at each world in a different sequence and arrive and leave at different points in the story. And some, some characters might go to one location in a world while other characters go to a different one. I don't think Ventus meets the prince no. of Snow White. This has probably been talked to death. But that is, like, a 35-year-old man, and Snow White, I think, is, like, 12. Is she that young? I think she's that young. Oof. It's fucking weird. Let me quickly Google Snow White age. Snow White, is it okay? No. Snow White, how unacceptable is it? (laughs) She is 14 years old. Mmm. Bad. Very strange. Very strange stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I knew this because she was my wife, but I was glad when you said Aqua was 18 earlier, which is still still, <laughs> still maybe a little bit gross, but, uh, you know, it could be worse. Um, Yeah, but Snow White canonically doesn't die here, which is good. Um, Ventus just, like, takes her to the, to the drought cottage, and is just like, I'm going to go outside and see if it's safe. I assume he means he's going to look for more treasure chests. Which I did. Yeah, but the Drowfs return and they find Snow White. And when Ventus walks back inside, they're just like they're all just like standing around her in a circle, like "You seem nice." Yeah, they're cool with her being there. Yeah, and Grumpy's like, "You get out of here!" And Snow White is like,
2: "No, he's a sweet hopeful boy."
1: <laughs> and she she tells them what happened to her and why she was so scared in the woods. She said she was out picking flowers outside of the forest when a boy with a key-shaped sword appeared, and then a bunch of monsters showed up, and the drowfs guessed that the boy must have summoned the monsters, and Ventus says, he wouldn't do that, and Snow White says, I believe Ventus, and all the drowfs say, no!
0: <laughs> These
1: are mean drowfs Only one of them is supposed to be grumpy. <laughs> That's right. I guess, I mean, it doesn't help that, that Ventus did attack them. That's they were true. in boxes, and he was breaking the boxes to get them out, but still. Tell me what you know. Tell me the thing you already told me. (laughs) Again, we don't know who he is. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. Uh, Ventus gets angry, though, and he's like, I'll prove that it wasn't Terra. And he runs into the forest and fights a big tree monster. And that proves it. All right. (laughs) And I think he doesn't even go back. I think that's just kind of the end of it. Yeah, he does. (laughs) No, you're right. It goes, I think, straight from that to... He sees the witch. Right, right. Oh my god, this is so nuts. That's right. He he fights his way through the forest, and he he is walking through the little field of flowers where Snow White had been, and he finds a, a particular apple on the ground, and he picks it up and says, excuse me, ma'am, I think you dropped this. And she says,
2: oh, thank you. I don't know what I would have done without it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Ventus does supply... The evil apple that murders, that, well, it puts her in a coma, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the fucking dwarves, the droughts are right not to trust him. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He does bumble his way into almost killing Snow White. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like what, that's definitely one of those Disney scenes that is burned in my brain is when she's poisoning the apple. When she poisons it or when Snow White eats it, when she poisons it, there's like mm. she, 'cause she like she like dips it in this like green potion, and like a big green skull comes off of it, and Ooh. it's pretty cool if I remember correctly i I don't know how many times I've seen Snow White honestly, I might have only seen it once as a kid. I actually did rewatch the um the scene where she eats the apple mm-hmm. uh and yeah, the animation on on the evil queen's old lady disguise. It, she's pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah, I think the animation on those old movies can be very good. It also can not. Yeah. It's really weird because like Snow White is clearly rotoscoped. Yes. <laughs> and I think she's like the only thing in the movie that is. I think yeah, I think that's right. I don't even think the crone was, she might have been. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but, uh, she sees his keyblade and is like, Oh, a man pointed one of those at me and was interrogating me very cruelly about someone named Xehanort. And I said, well, that could be anyone. Yeah, that that could be my nephew Xehanort or my uncle Xehanort. Or me, Xehanort. <laughs> I don't think we ever learn her name, so it could be. Crone. <laughs> uh... And Ventus says, hey, where did that guy go? And she says, stop
2: menacing me!
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love that part. (laughs) It's very good. Please stop menacing me. And Ventus is just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. (laughs) Oh, he's such a good boy. Oh, poor Ventus. Uh, And yeah, she just leaves and leaves Ventus wondering, what is Tara doing? Why is everyone so scared of him? I'm wondering that, too. This is a big part of why I wanted to start with Ventus. The game recommends that you start with Terra, and I just feel like Ventus's story is so based around this, like, mystery of, like, Terra, the, the, the guy that is, like, an older brother to me, what is he doing, why did he leave... Why does it seem like everyone is scared of him? Why? What's going on? And if you play Terra first, you just know all those things. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, It's kind of one of those situations where, like, every character, because you're sort of wondering what the others are up to, there's no real, like, best order. You're always kind of gonna have some things spoiled. But, right. yeah, I, I'm kind of of the opinion that Ventus is the best one to start with. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, because he's off, like, his whole thing is chasing Terra. So I think that makes yeah. sense. Um, uh, the next place Ventus heads to is the Castle of Dreams, Cinderella's world. Cinderella is looking at the castle from her room, sighing sadly. She's like, oh, I'm never going to make it to the ball. And then her stupid, annoying little mouse friend, who I... Always Forget Exists (laughs) shows up. Yeah, we talked about how I was a little bit taken aback by his accent because even though I have seen this movie a million times because it was my sister's favorite movie, um, I forgot about his weird and kind of uncomfortable accent. Yeah, apparently it's called Mouse Latin. He says like Flinderelli and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Zug Zug. I I will say I looked up a clip from the original Cinderella and I think this is Rob Paulson doing the voice. It's really accurate. Yeah? Yeah, I just did not remember it. I think that he was what's his name, Jack? It's I feel like I expect it to be Jacques and it's not. Yeah, I think it is just Jack. Yeah. Jack. Um but yeah, I think I think he was Jack in the like in the sequels, I want to say. Okay. Um, yeah he shows up and he goes I will kill the Baron Praxis (laughs) it's a joke for some people I think I feel like I get it but I don't remember for sure that sounds really familiar Jack 2 Jack 2 yes Baron Praxis (laughs) now there's a guy who rides a hoverboard around and looks really cool yeah that game's probably not good huh I replayed it years later and still liked it a lot it's it's been a long time since then but i thought it was still pretty damn good okay that's good to hear because I, I kind of just assume maybe three is okay but two's probably not that good to play anyway i never played three i i i remember there was a point where i was like i'm gonna play through all the jack games and i played jack and daxter and i thought it was okay yeah and i played jack two and i was like this is actually pretty freaking good i i reverted to a childlike state and i said freaking <laughs> um, and then I didn't finish it. <laughs> I, I reverted to a childlike state and didn't finish Jack Two. It's pretty long. Yeah, I've I've never beaten it. Um, but so badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jack says, "Hey, you should go check the mousetrap downstairs. You remember Gus? Well, he doesn't exist, but Ventus does. <laughs> you remember Gus? I don't." <laughs> and we get the iconic ventus line
2: somebody tell me how i got so small
1: yeah he he kills it with that line read i loved it it's so good uh and no ventus nobody can tell you that nobody really knows why this happened yeah no that's it's just a mystery actually I think it's generally assumed that this is a matter of Ventus being an inexperienced Keyblade wielder who doesn't know how to properly travel between worlds yet. Okay. But why specifically did he arrive in Castle of Dreams as a little mouse? Don't know. God, I wish he was a mouse. He's he's just tiny Ventus. Yeah, it would be better if he was. Ac- yeah, you're right. Because, yeah, he's just a little guy. But I'd like it to be well, a little Cinderella mouse. Well, Cinderella literally lets him out of the trap and goes... What an odd mouse. (laughs) True. That would be odd if he was a mouse. (laughs) If I saw an inch tall anime boy, I don't think my instinct would be, this mouse looks like an anime boy. Yeah, but um, people from Cinderella times had never seen anime before. That's true and so sad. Yeah, a less enlightened time. (laughs) Poor Cinderella. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, she gets called away to do chores. Uh, I, I mentioned this earlier, the uh, very few characters. Cinderella has one animal friend in this. Yep. I think she's got, like, seven animal friends in the movie. Yeah, because she's got Gus and Jack, and then I think, I think just, there's like, a tons couple of birds. other mice and, like, birds and stuff, too. Yeah, I think there's maybe some unnamed mice. Yep. But in this, she has Jack. uh I do love the animation of Jack walking towards Ventus. I don't know that I really noticed. Oh my god, you'll have to you'll have to pull it up okay. when Ventus is in the trap and Jack walks toward him. He's fucking walking like Homsar. <laughs> okay, I will have to pull that up, okay. <laughs> um so yeah, Cinderella goes to do chores. Jack kinda catches Ventus up on what's going on in the movie Cinderella and he says she's she got a big dream or whatever he says. Uh, zug Zug and then Ventus says Terra also has a dream being a Keyblade Master
2: I, I'm going to be a Keyblade Master
1: Have you seen Terra? No. Okay Back <laughs> to the plot of Cinderella then <laughs> They go up to Cinderella's room and Jack tells him about the ball and the dress and she's never going to finish it in time etc etc. How about we go around the house finding supplies and finish the dress for her but watch out for Rusefee Lucifer, I did remember. I remembered that being the way he said that. I know that they're evil. They're literally the wicked stepmother and the wicked stepsisters. Mm-hmm. Having a cat named Lucifer is a little on the nose. Yeah, it's a little extra, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ventus goes on a fetch quest for a thousand years. I hated it. Um, and eventually he returns with everything except a pearl... The finishing touch, one pearl. Yep. (laughs) He finds Lucifer sleeping next to a pearl. I guess one green bead. (laughs) Well, it's uh, it's what that's just um, mouse. When the mouse Latin says pearl, they mean green bead. I love the idea that Cinderella would go up and see her finished dress and there's just like a button and a bead stitched onto the side and she's like, "Oh, perfect. Thanks." And like a little bit of cat blood maybe on that bead. <laughs> <indeed. laughs> we watch Ventus kick the shit out of this cat. Yeah, I mean, in the I feel like this person might have had like stuff leveled a little past where it should be cuz they shot locked the shit <laughs> out of this cat. <laughs> it's a little weird i know that lucifer is a mean old kitty but it's a little weird to watch him get beat up with a keyblade and shot lock i think the thing that did kind of come back to me about these early disney films is like wow the stakes were a lot lower huh like (laughs) i didn't get to go to the ball well i guess i guess snow white got put into a coma that's higher stakes i guess but but your villains are just like a person and a cat yeah. I mean Cinderella is like being forced to work for her awful family. Yes, that's true. But it it, it isn't like there's no betentacled um sea witch to fight. It's just <laughs> my my shitty stepmom and a cat. Yeah. Cinderella was certainly a lower stakes yes. <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um but uh yeah ventus kills lucifer uh with his keyblade he he uses a level five uh thunder assault yeah (laughs) killing lucifer in one hit um (laughs) cinderella uh finds the dress completed and she says wow i love this this one bead that you put on the shoulder that looks so good um and then she puts on her dress and looks completely different oh we don't actually see her wearing it do we uh no i don't think so one of the other characters will see her wearing it. And it looks absolutely nothing like this. <laughs> well, that's because she did a bunch of work off screen. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, great. You perfected it. I'm just going to perfect it a little better. But well, I, mean, in I this version, love what you did. In this version, she didn't have all of the animal friends that work on her dress. So, so yeah, she had to actually make do herself. <laughs> uh, So she leaves probably to do more chores. Mm-hmm. Poor Cinderella. Every time she gets back up to her room, they start yelling at her to do something else. Uh, But Jack and Ventus talk about dreams. And Ventus, he watches a little more of the flashback cutscene where uh, Tara continues and says, You,
0: uh,
1: Aqua, me and Ventus all share the same dream. And then it cuts back to Ventus... And he's like, you know what? I never really thought about it, Jack, but I guess I do have a dream, and it's to be a Keyblade Master. I feel like so he... I guess Terra just kind of decided that. Yeah. Seems like Ventus should have known he- that was his dream. Yeah, I don't really know what was going on there. Mm-mm. You, me, and Ventus all have the same dream, right, Aqua? And Ventus is just sitting there quietly like, Huh? huh? Dreams? Me dream? Me dream? Me me boy dream? Keyblade? <laughs> Keyblade? Okay. Me likey Keyblade? <laughs> <laughs> me like Keyblade. <geeky> blade <laughs> i will never fly on anything so i don't know why i would want to be a keyblade Mm-mm. then he finds out you can turn it into a cool hoverboard and he's like holy shit yeah i love this thing this thing's great uh that's that's the end of that one he goes to the enchanted dominion next uh which is sleeping beauty this is where I was like, wow, it's kind of funny. This is the first time we've gone to Sleeping Beauty after how much Maleficent we've had. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's cool. I I don't know if I will, but I I kind of want to re-watch Sleeping Beauty because I kind of got the sense it feels like it's probably the best of these three. I think so, yeah. I think it's pretty solid. Um, I mean, Maleficent is just a very good villain and... You like Her dragon form is very cool There's a lot of good stuff in that movie Yeah, I like the fairies We haven't met the prince yet, but he seems like more of a character <laughs> I don't remember him super well But yes, he is a bit more of a character I did have trouble remembering The names of the fairies I've got Flora, Fauna, and the third one Merryweather. Meriwether Okay, well it's good Because <laughs> she doesn't follow the naming convention at all Okay, Well, I think it's literally Plants, animals, weather Oh, well, now I'm dumb <laughs> oh, no, no. Make a fool. You're me. having a you're having a rough one with character names. I am week. I'm a rough one, embarrassing myself. Don't <laughs> worry. I'll cut out the ten minutes of you trying to figure out what Ericus meant. Yeah, just leave in like maybe sixty seconds of it or something. <laughs> um, Ventus, he's just in the castle. He just walks into Aurora's room and sees her asleep in bed. He just shortcuts himself halfway through Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, that is the beginning of his time as he sees Aurora asleep. The fairies are like, you get away from her. And he's like, I'm sorry, I've just, I've never seen anyone so beautiful before. And then all the Aqua fanboys run in and attack him. Me too, yeah.
2: <laughs> you don't even know what's right in front of you!
1: <laughs> I mean, it's okay, because she only has eyes for me. she only has eyes for all of the fans um (laughs) how dare you but yeah he introduces himself and I love that the fairies just immediately are like oh you're a sweet little boy (laughs) yeah oh this this kid he's got a pure heart good good boy yeah uh they tell him about Maleficent's curse they say that she has stolen Aurora's heart which I don't think happens in the film I actually can't remember if that's what she did or not um... I, re- I haven't seen it in a long time. That's, a, that's another one that I think I might have seen literally once as a kid. As I recall, she pricks her finger on a sewing wheel and dies instantly. Well, it's, uh... She's put into a, into a sleep. Like, she isn't actually dead. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Whereas Snow White, I think... I actually don't remember why Snow White isn't dead. Uh... I think it was also just, like, a sleeping curse kind of thing. <laughs> it's, just, it's just... I... I... Happened. I... The, the... The old crone who is the evil queen because uh, I mentioned I watched that scene earlier today. She says some nasty shit. She's like, she says, like, breath stopping,
2: blood coagulating. <laughs> I
1: was like, Jesus. Yeah. Snow White is all fucked up. But she's oh, you're fine right. Yeah, of... it was it was just the spindle that was supposed to curse and kill her. And yeah. The fairy. Snow White's fine, though, because some fucking random old guy kissed her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Aurora is asleep. Her heart has been stolen. Uh, Ventus says I'm a sweet little boy I'm gonna help you go get it back uh did you like when they encounter a game barrier yeah it's always good I love to see that I those mean, are flame barrier I uh-huh. like that those are like canon in this universe yeah it's it's a weird one because I'm pretty sure that the only reason that was there is because Terra starts in the area that it's in and can't go to Maleficent's castle right <laughs> <laughs> We don't see that in any of the other stories, though, I don't think. So it it kind of stands out as a weird moment. <laughs> yeah. I did like seeing that Maleficent has apparently hired, hired Gamorrean guards for her castle. I did not remember the, okay. pig, the pig boys. The pig boys and the and the crow boys, I do not remember at all. No, and they appear to be just made out of her magic. When they die, they turn into green flame. Is that right? I don't, yeah. I mean, this might have been in the movie. It, it probably was. I doubt they made this up. Yeah, I don't, I just, it just, this really did strike me as like, I don't remember shit about shit with these movies, apparently. Yeah, I'm Googling Maleficent goons. Let's see what kind of goons she's working with. Literally, Disney wiki, Maleficent's goons. Oh yeah, the pig boys show up. She's got pig boys and alligator boys. She's just got like general animal guys. Oh yeah, there are like lizard ones, yeah. One of them just looks like a goblin. Yeah, I really like the pig boys, though. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, there's one that's like a little bat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love these guys. I want to watch this fucking movie. Yeah, I think I might. <laughs> Sounds about light movie night. Never. <laughs> no. I don't have Disney Plus. <laughs> oh, I do, actually. Oh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I refuse to pay for any streaming Well, I should, say, I should say, like, any self-respecting 30... 30- 2 year old um i have my parents login to disney plus That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, i need to i need to be like, "Hey mom and dad, have you ever thought about like rewatching old disney movies? You know you can do that on Disney Plus and give me the login." <laughs> I want to rewatch Tarzan, please. Yeah. Trust your heart. Let fate <laughs> let, let fate decide that you would buy Disney Plus. I think I've been saying since Kingdom Hearts 1 I want to rewatch Tarzan. This will be a fun arc for this podcast if that ever fucking happens. <laughs> well, we'll just stop after this game and just watch every old Disney movie and, and oh, God. describe those to everyone and then come back. I, I'm sure that there is a Kingdom Hearts podcast out there where they are watching the Disney movies as they go and full respect to, to that hypothetical podcast so much more professional than I am. I'd rather just think that Sleeping Beauty's heart was stolen in Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> That's true. I don't want I don't want spoilers. Yeah, right. <laughs> I only know the second third of this. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh I don't know if you've quite picked up on, on anything here yet in terms of timeline. This is the game where we really lay it all out there. Time is fucked up in Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Because Ventus's first world is the Drought Woodlands. Mm-hmm. That is the second world that Terra goes to. Oh, really? Yes. And Ventus leaves, I would say, maybe ten seconds after Terra. Right, that's true. Yeah, he was right behind him. Yeah, there is a timeline. Uh, I might show it to you at some point. There's, there's kind of spoilery stuff there. But yes, there is a timeline, and it makes... No sense. It's literally in the game. I think after you beat the game, it gives you a timeline, and it, it is just madness. And so it's intentional then? Yes. They, they, are, they are being very, very explicit, or very, very clear, I would say. Do not expect time to flow the same between worlds. It just doesn't. So, and does this have to do with Xehanort, or is this just a nature of the universe kind of thing? It's just, just how it works. Okay. All right. Just how it works. Um,. So, what happens next? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the fairies take down the, the barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Ventus fights the goons. I don't know if this was clear, because I... I uh, unless you played more off-stream, uh, there's an invisible maze here. No, I didn't get that far, no. The only thing better in a, in a video game than a maze is an invisible maze. Yeah, it's great. We all love it. It's an invisible maze with teleporters, where the walls, like, pop up only when you get close to them. And there's color-coded teleporters, and it's so fun. Yeah, I feel like a lot of old games were like, well, they'll finish the game too fast if we just let them do the thing. <laughs> Whenever I play a video game and there's a maze in it, I just, I just, fuck you, how dare you? <laughs> I think the only the last time I liked a maze was Tunic um i never i have not played tunic i've heard very good things but if if tunic has a fun video game maze i'm prepared to accept that yeah it has some fun mazes for sure all right fair enough yeah uh but at the end of the maze he finds aurora's heart which is literally just floating in the air inside of like a, a green firewall and he shoots the firewall with his Keyblade, and the heart goes flying back to Aurora. I thought the heart might look might look like more, but I guess not. Uh, this is actually consistent with I don't know if you remember when Sora like released Kyrie's heart in Kingdom Hearts One. Yeah, they they kind of are just little globs of light. Yeah. Okay. Uh, weirdly, they look like heart shapes when they're taken out of Heartless when you defeat Heartless. I don't know why. <laughs> And I pray the day never comes that Nomura tries to justify it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I feel like the reason why they come up like little hearts when you kill a heartless is because that's like what old video games did.
2: Behold the power of darkness which forces the hearts into the shape of a heart. But not like a real heart, but just like what we draw hearts like. It does that.
1: <laughs> uh. And then Ventus has an inexplicable vision, because I guess they were a little worried that the game wasn't telling the story of Sleeping Beauty enough. The heart touched him, I guess, on the way out. I don't know. Guess, Hearts, memories, you know how it is. Yep. Uh, Prince Philip and Aurora meet. It's a little flashback. Uh, <laughs> they c- do not sing Once Upon a Dream. They do not dance. There is no animal friend. I couldn't remember his name, so I have a note that just says, Prince Ding Dong looks like a real doofus. he's prince doofus he does not sing or dance or befriend any animals nope uh they this was another scene that i watched to compare because i was like there's no way that this is what happens (laughs) no it's not they sing a song and they dance and there's animal friends and then it ends with them like looking out across the river at like the castle because Okay, the game doesn't get into this at all. I don't know how much you remember Sleeping Beauty. Uh, a bit. She, like, has to flee the castle because Maleficent wants to kill her. Yes, I do remember that. So she, like, lives in the woods with the fairies, and she goes by the name Briar Rose? Yeah, I I remember all that stuff, yeah. Yeah, the, it's real. it is absolutely not addressed in the game so it's it's just confusing when <laughs> prince philip is like ah we met once upon a dream and she's like yes and he's like what's your name and she's like oh i can't goodbye <laughs> they do the the funny little like will i see you again no are you sure well maybe someday when tomorrow no later today yeah, it does really beg the question why this was here. I I really don't know. I maybe Disney, like someone from Disney, like watched what they had and was like, "You got to put more stuff." In yeah, that. this is nothing. There's too much anime happening here. Please, please do some Disney. You need to. You need to like dilute it with Disney cutscenes. <laughs> God, yeah, it's 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 a little janky this scene. And Ventus comes out of the memory and says, "Wow, that looks like a good movie." <laughs> Please watch it on Disney Plus. <laughs> oh god. Oh no, the next Kingdom Hearts game to come out will be in the Disney Plus era.
0: Oh. <sighs>
1: It'll just be Plus by then or something. They're, they're gonna have moved on from the like final mix naming scheme, and it's all gonna be like Kingdom Hearts 4 Plus. Kingdom Hearts 4 Plus. Um what else we got? Eight oh, Kingdom Hearts 4 Max. Yensid Plus. They'll, but, you know, they'll decide that people... The Kingdom Hearts name, uh, too distracting. So, yeah, they'll just call it Max instead. <laughs> oh, I hate Max. Yeah, it sucks. I saw them f- when... For anyone... I, I, if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know what we're talking about because they have already backed down by the time you hear this or something. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, uh, Warner Discovery or whatever. Whoever owns HBO Max was like exciting news we're changing the name to max and i just saw i just saw a tweet that was like here's the new logo and it just said max and i was like i i literally didn't know what it was i was like whatever company this is whatever max is supposed to be the branding is not as strong as they think it is because i have no idea what i'm looking at yeah i'd sure hate to think of hbo when i think of good tv god yeah uh yeah ventus comes out of the memory vision and inexplicably just goes her dream came true (laughs) bro you don't know what her deal is her dream came true she's asleep and now she'll probably be awake her dream came true she met some guy and then died (laughs) (laughs) that's my dream too ah to be a disney princess from the fucking 50s or whenever this movie came out i mean i met aqua i can die now Uh the fairies tell him that they can tell that he has dreams and a strong light and he basically just shrugs. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh they're they're on their way out when Maleficent sees them and says, "Hey, what the fuck did you do?" Yeah, "Hey, I was I was doing things here." "Hey, I was just like at my desk and I just saw uh Aurora's heart go whizzing past throughout the, through the hallway." And all my little guys are dead hey why did you kill all my little guys uh as i recall ventus just immediately tries to attack her on sight i think so she does i mean oh well, i don't like the profile but she looks pretty like an evil witch and she is yeah the fairies probably tell him that it's okay to attack her on or she's an fa- evil fairy i forgot that's right i always forget the maleficent is the fourth fairy right the bad one very strange um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, when she sees his Keyblade, she says, "Aha! You must be Ventus. Your friend Terra gave me a little demonstration of the Keyblade's powers when he stole Aurora's heart." I was like, "That seems like you're probably you're probably cutting some stuff out of that story, there, Maleficent." <laughs> uh, well, we don't know. Yeah, uh, that's part of the fun of starting with Ventus. Maybe Terra is evil. Well, he is the Riku analog, so he should be Malef- Maleficent's fun little sidekick. Oh my god, I never thought about that before. That was my thought. I was like, he might have actually done it if he's doing Riku stuff. Yeah, jeez. I mean, Riku fully wanted to harvest Pinocchio for his heart. <laughs> That's right. And he helped harvest Jasmine and yeah. <laughs> he just pulls out a saw. <laughs> the time to get the work. to get that heart out of this stupid puppet. <laughs> uh, Maleficent is like, Tara asked me to leave you unharmed but it looks like i have no choice. <laughs> she has a choice. She has some choice, yeah. And- uh, This is a this is a fun part in the gameplay because the fairies like team up with Ventus to fight Maleficent together. There's like a cool fairy team attack you can do. Oh, i didn't know that. That's that that is fun. Yeah, it's great. Uh after the fight though, Aqua runs in and says, "Ventus, don't listen to her. Terra's not evil. He would never be like Riku." And Maleficent i think straight up just says like how the fuck would you know that? You don't know what's going on in Terra's heart. Damn. And Aqua kind of has no answer to that. Yeah, she. I mean, she saw him be a little bit evil during their fight. Yeah, and that was that was a sparring match. There was a part of Terra that was like, I'm going to kill Aqua. <laughs> I'm going to kill my friend. I'm going to kill my friend. Um... Uh- <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she tells Ventus, like, the master sent me to find you, let's let's go home. But he says, I'm not leaving without Terra, and he runs off on his own, and that is where we're stopping for today. Yeah, I I like this game so far. I mean, it even with all the sparse PSP stuff, the story is interesting, and I kind of want to know what's going on. Yeah, I've always said, uh, personally, I'm not, there's a lot of people who say that a lot of Kingdom Hearts games should get remade. I don't think I want remakes. I think we've had enough remakes. We already uh-huh. have, like, five HD collections. <laughs> but I think that Birth by Sleep could really benefit from having, like, more meat on the bones. But I think that the meat that it does have is pretty good. Well, I mean, immediately for me, it. I think that it from the get-go plays better than the other ones i have played like i i could see that kingdom hearts 2 looks like it looks gets pretty fun to play by the end but i think this one's like immediately fun to play yeah i i think that it benefits in that sense from the fact that they are even at level one they are like trained keyblade wielders whereas sora is not right that's true. so like they start with cool abilities yeah right because Sora's like got goofy swings because he's just kind of doing whatever he feels like yeah yeah they start with cool abilities and they learn like much cooler abilities much faster than sora like a level 99 sora and a level 99 ventus are not that different in terms of like cool flashy shit they can do but a level one ventus is way cooler (laughs) than a level one sora yeah absolutely yeah. Not to mention the command styles are just so fun. I love I love getting those sort of like mini transformations all the time, where it's like, in Kingdom Hearts 2, you've got like the drive forms, but you have to like build up a meter that you can only use every so often. Yeah, I will say it's like playing a little bit in. I didn't, you know, I didn't do Proud because I know these games can be very hard at times, but I was like, well, shit. I'm kind of just like cruising through this thing and not really having a reason to engage with this like pretty in-depth combat system right now. Yeah. I think that proud mode can get hard. Here's what I, here's what I will say to you. If you, well, two tips, and this is a general, these are general tips for anyone who might play birth by sleep. Number one, when you finish any character story, what you're going to want to do is scroll down to the bottom of the save list and put it at the bottom. Because the absolute last thing you're going to want to do is delete that file or save over it at any point. Oh, okay. <laughs> because if you do that, you may very well lose access to the final episode. Neat. Yeah. Uh, tip number two. Uh, as soon as you can, go to the Mirage Arena and... Grind out tournament fights for an ability called Victory Pose, because I couldn't believe how good that ability was. Literally what it is, is you put it in your command board, or your command uh, menu, and if you use it within a certain window of defeating an enemy, you do a little Victory Pose, and I think it triples the experience. Jesus. It's so good. Like, I legitimately don't think I would have beaten the game on Proud without it. I was like... God, I'm so sick of grinding. Is there, Am I missing something? And I went online and everyone was like, Just fucking get Victory Pose. And it, it speeds it up so much. It's ridiculous. Victory Pose is ridiculously good. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Pro tip. That's what you come to Sounds About Light for, is hardcore gamer tips. But yeah, I, I like Birth By Sleep. There's There's parts where I think it falls flat, but at its core, I think it's a good, like, sort of melodramatic, tragic story. And... We haven't even really gotten to the good stuff. Yeah. It's also just refreshing to get some new fucking Disney worlds, huh? It is. It is nice to see some new things and new faces, even if they are a little sparse. And also <laughs> yeah. dopey. Even if they are some of the oldest faces Disney has to offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, this is Wish Us Duck. Oh, hold on real quick. Okay, I wanted to talk. It's not quite a crackpot corner. I just wanted to like oh, more of an observation. They keep talking about the keyblade, even when people have lots of keyblades, and it made mm. me start to wonder: Is are all keyblades just aspects of one like conceptual keyblade? Can you give me an example? I don't know if I picked up on that. I, I, there's just like the, the, I think it even like shows up in like Zaynhorst's letter, but they um. People just talk about the Keyblade, like, and maybe that's a translation thing, but there's just been several times where they don't say, like, your Keyblade, they say the Keyblade. I'm going to pull up the letter, because I, I don't know. It's remember. not in the letter, actually. I'm looking at it right now, so. Uh, I do see there is a report that says the Keyblade, the Keyblade, yeah. the Keyblade, the Keyblade. Yeah, you're right. There is there is quite a bit of the Keyblade. Yeah, they they always talk about it as if it's a singular thing, even though we see lots of them um that's that's interesting i don't know if i ever picked up on that before but uh uh i will i will say well spotted we'll get into that eventually all right cool uh this is wish us duck this is wish us duck this is the segment where we try to sound like donald duck i had a little breakthrough oh really and i don't know if i'll be able to replicate it but i think i figured out the letter n oh cool a little bit i figured out a way to approximate the letter n um, what can I say that has an N in it? Or would it be funnier to not do it? No. <laughs> oh, this, oh, yeah. It is funny because I was going to say we should say somebody tell me how I got so small, which has no ends. Um, <laughs> uh, Let me see. What else could we say? Um, uh, you could, We could say my son is also named Xehanort. <laughs> I'll, I'll give that a go. Okay.
0: My <laughs> son <laughs> All right. Whoa. Ah.
1: <laughs> that sounds good. Um, I haven't practiced a lot recently, so we'll see how I do.
0: <clears throat>
1: Pretty good. Yeah, it's okay. I'll get better. <clears throat> I, I wish I had made a note of when we started doing this. If anyone happens to remember what episode we started doing this... It's pretty early. I want to say it's like the third episode. I, I need to fucking go back and hear how bad it was when we started. Well, we didn't even look at any videos before. Oh, you... Well, in the first one, you had practiced and I had not at all. That's right. We 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 did not understand the segment similarly to each other. We did not. No. Uh, anyway, that's part one of Birth by Sleep. Next time, I believe we will be going to a place called the Badlands. Uh, they call it that because you have a very bad fight there in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, good. Uh, Radiant Garden. Oh. And Olympus Coliseum, which we Uh, can't get away from. (laughs) Oh, man. I'll say this. I think Olympus Coliseum is far and away the best world in, uh, the best Disney world in Birth by Sleep. Hmm, okay. I actually like it a lot. Okay, well, looking forward to it then. Yeah, uh, there's a character there who I have no personal familiarity with, but I know a lot of people love him, hmm. and it is a Final Fantasy man.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Hmm. Get excited. I am, and we'll see if I decide to change that and watch something else instead, because <laughs> <laughs> I was not totally sure where I wanted to cut it. Got it. Okay. Uh, that's it. We're on Twitter at Sounds About Light. We're on co-host at Sounds About Light. I'm on co-host at Positive Stress. I'm on co-host at Achilles Heelies. You can listen to my other podcasts, Doctor Huh, where next time we will be watching. Great news for Hitchhikers to the hit. Well, great news for Hitchhikers Guide to the Galaxy fans. We'll be watching Forty Two. No idea what that one's going to be about. Did did Douglas Adams write this one or is it, is it... <laughs> no okay. no he did not okay uh uh and uh, next week is my my final zero to zero episode boo oh, we're and... gonna be finishing Fant4 Stick we finished Blade Trinity what a fucking train wreck that was <laughs> will Fant4 Stick stick the landing will it Fant4 Stick the landing oh shit I gotta write that down yep better than Blade Trinity did. Why would anyone ever make that comparison? Find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't wait. Uh I got nothing else to talk about. Uh I am I'm editing an F Plus episode that's like eight months old, and i maybe I'll release it at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I can't wait. I still haven't listened to Medbed. I gotta, you gotta I'm gonna cue that up right after this. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> uh we're on noisepace.xyz. You can listen to podcasts on there, like LMNOP about elementary. Uh, You can listen to The Wonder Yerks about Animorphs, Video Game, the Movie, the Podcast. Uh, (laughs) Matt of Noise Space posted a bunch of emails that he's gotten, uh, (laughs) including one that was like, Hello, Video Game, the Movie, the Podcast. Would you like to advertise Manscaped? Boy, would they. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many noise-based podcasts have gotten emails about shaving balls. We apparently got an email that was like, "You have been featured in the top fifteen podcasts on Feedspot or top fifteen Kingdom Hearts podcasts." Feedspot? It's some fucking noted scam. <laughs> ah, that that will email you and be like, "You're in one of our. You're on a listicle that we made." Do you want to, like, sign over your, like, (laughs) everything that you have to us? Would I? Boy, would I. There is no way in hell, unless there are 15 Kingdom Hearts podcasts, there's no way in hell that we're in the top 15. (laughs) I haven't heard of another one, so we might be. I I have a sneaking suspicion that we are the least listened to (laughs) Kingdom Hearts podcast (laughs) in existence. But hey, if you're listening to this, maybe you could change that. Yeah, I don't know, leave a review or something. Tell a friend, leave a review, post us on Reddit. I I swallowed my pride and posted us on Reddit, and I think it got downvoted. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Reddit. Uh, you know, if you leave a five-star review on iTunes and it's funny, maybe we'll read it. I will absolutely read it if it's funny. Yeah. Uh, but don't say in the review that you're posting it so I'll read it on the podcast. I think iTunes might frown upon that. They don't like that just be just be funny okay it's easy <laughs> just be naturally funny yeah endlessly charismatic and above all rate five that's right even if you're not funny please give us a five-star review that's it that's it and we are hurtling ever closer to hearing leonard nimoy say this blade." bye bye
0: oh. better hurry ventus huh who are you? Or you'll never see Terra again. What? Get real. I can see Terra anytime I want.
1: Like right now? He's leaving you
0: behind. And by the time you catch up, he'll be a different person.
2: Look, whoever you are, you don't know the first thing about Terra. Me and him will always be a team. You're trying to pick a fight or what?
0: Now oh, grow up.